This is Mike Lodge, the business advisor. Here we go again. This is another day. In fact, it's Friday. It's the end of the week. Normally, I take Fridays off. However, today I have a mediation this afternoon, so I can't take the day off. But I'm here to talk with you. And this is kind of like a gibbly-gook type of uh, podcast today. I'm just going to talk what's on my mind. So I hope you mind. (laughs) I hope you don't mind, I mean. (laughs) So... The first thing I wanted to talk about that was on my mind this morning because I've been thinking about and thinking about it. You know, the New York Attorney General has brought fraud charges, civil fraud charges, not criminal, but uh, civil fraud charges against uh, Donald Trump and his organization and his children. And one of the aspects that I caught or that that pissed me off is, is the fact that she's saying that the valuation of these properties were overly stated and that the uh, banks were hurt by this situation. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, and I, I don't agree with that logic. And I think she's, she does not have a case here on any of this because if she had a case, she would have brought it um, on criminal grounds. Instead, she's going to try – in fact, criminal grounds has to be clear and cut – on the accusation and the charges, but she can't do that. So she brings it before a civil case where there might be a jury, there might be a... So it's a whole different type of situation. But I want to talk about this valuation of property. Now, when we go, and this applies to everybody, even the Trumps, when they're doing uh, a loan on a property or a real estate uh, holding or... A hotel that they own or a golf course, the bank is the one that determines the value. And the reason why I say that is because when you go to apply for a loan, the bank hires the appraiser. Not you and me, not Trump. It's the bank. So the bank is the one that works with this appraiser, hires the, the appraiser, and pretty soon the appraiser comes back with a number and says, this is what the value is, and this is what you can lend on. The bank then okays it, based upon what their appraiser said. Now, if you and I don't agree with the appraisal, we can go out and get our own appraisal, and then we can sit down with the bank and negotiate, listen, he didn't look at this. He didn't look at that. He didn't look at, he didn't look at um, the um, the branding of the of the property. He didn't look at several different things. So which ups the price. So the banker and the lender, I mean, and the borrower can sit down and they can negotiate what the value really is. But in the end, it isn't the borrower who gets the say. It's the bank. So the bank says, okay, it's it's valued at $1. That's what we're going to lend on is $1. Based upon the appraisal that we got from a certified appraiser. So when the attorney general says, oh, this is fraud, this is everything, you know what, she's got to prove that fraud because I don't see fraud here. What I see is a bank said, okay, I uh, listen, Trump, you want to get a loan on that building? We you you say it's worth fifty million dollars. 
We're going to go out and get an appraisal on it. So the bank hires this appraiser. He goes out. He reviews it. He does all the financial analysis on it. And he comes back with a number. Uh, it's worth $49 million. So as an example. Now, bank may say, well, listen, I see it higher because my name is on it. I have a brand. Let's talk about this appraisal number. And it might go up. It might go down. Just depending on what the bank feels. Because remember, the bank in the end makes that decision, not the borrower. Happens for you when you buy a house. Happens for me when I try to buy a property. Happens to Trump. It happens to everybody out there. It used to be that a long time ago, we would go out and we would get the appraiser. But then that changed, and now the bank is the one that hires the appraiser. You'll see it in your loan documents as it comes back for you to sign those final papers. You'll see how much they spent on that appraiser. So I don't see that the AG has a legitimate question because valuation can be in a various different ways. It can be appraised at various different uh, aspects of whatever that property in that uh, location or the branding of that company that's on that has the name or stamp name on that business. It is a whole new billywhack of stuff because the bank gets to make that decision. So I don't think that the AG is going to be able to prove a case because once accountants get in there and once expert witnesses get in there on how valuation is done, when CPAs are brought, independent CPAs are brought in to state what the uh, uh, accounting poly- uh, practices are, or what we call GAP, generally accepted accounting pra- uh, principles, these are what are going to lose that case for that AG. So I don't, in my mind, I haven't been shown anything that any illegalities or fraud is happening here, especially when I know that the bank makes that final decision. Because uh, Trump, they're not going to rely on Trump's numbers. They may uh, adjust it a little bit based on his uh, views, but at the end, it's the bank's decision. So I don't see that this case, and I think really this is more of a political uh, trying to destroy a man, and it's political. She campaigned on that as the attorney, as the um, candidate for attorney general. So this is a lot about politics, and it's not about financial accounting. Okay, it's not about valuation. This is how much damage can I do to Donald Trump? That's what I see. Now I'm not for Donald Trump. I'm not against Donald Trump. Will I vote for him again? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, that's the way I see it. Now, the other issue is that this morning on Twitter, there was a posting from the Democrats. That's what it's called, the Democrats. And what it basically stated was Republicans cannot be charged. Uh, no, uh, Republicans cannot be trusted to handle government or something like that. Let me let me pull it up and I'll tell you what it actually said on Twitter because it really upset me. It really pissed me off because what it basically was is we hate Republicans. We want to destroy Republicans. And we want to do... Oh, here's what it said. Republicans are too dangerous to hold power. 
Republicans are too dangerous to hold power. That type of hate speech, that type of innuendo, creates other crazies out there with the democratic uh, uh, belief, and and they're going to do damage. A good example of that is that young kid, young Republican conservative, had an argument with a Democrat. The Democrat went and got his car and ran over this young kid and killed him. And and the guy said, well, I was afraid for my life. What was he afraid of? He's the one with the car. He could have driven away. That kid didn't go after him. Well, I thought he was going to go and get his buddies. No, that's not going to happen. That's a bunch of baloney. What drove him to that point was that you had statements from the President of the United States that Americans and conservatives and MAGA people are bad. They're evil. They're fascists. They're Nazis. Every hate word out there. Every time that you promote hate, you're going to get hate back. And that's what exactly happened with this young kid. He lost his life because a Democrat hated a conservative kid. We have this problem at the moment where hate is driving our politics. Hate is driving our decision-making process. It's not about the rule of law anymore. It's not about common decency. It's that you're a conservative and I hate you. I'm going to get you. Because my president, my president, and the Democrats, the Democrats just said that you as a Republican, you're dangerous. So what do you think that does? When people act that way and say stuff like that, it drives hate. There are loony bins out there, okay? I should know I'm one. (laughs) I can spot a loony bin from a mile away. (laughs) I probably shouldn't have said that. But it drives these loony bins out there who have a mental health condition on the borderline of a mental health condition. All that they need is just a little push, a little word, a little bit of hate to push them right over that edge and for them to go out and do damage to a fellow American. It happens on the right too. I'm not saying it doesn't happen over there, but it does. But we have this really deep-seated hate. If If you do not believe the way I believe, I hate you. I'm going to do damage to you. I am going to condemn you. I am going to, I am going to call you all types of names that are so evil, because that is what drives this hate is evil. Talk about this gun control laws, and people say, oh, it's a gun that's killing, but no, it's not. It's evil. People get, uh, people get um, um, enthused about hating because they see their leaders hating. And when that happens, we put American lives in danger. We put our freedom of speech in danger. We put our whole communities in danger because hate is in control. Common sense is put to the side. The ability to to talk and to debate is gone anymore. 
I think that's why we see all of these people are afraid to debate each other anymore because they're afraid what's going to happen. They don't know. It's now a danger to speak how you want to talk, what you believe in. You see that every single day. We see it in churches. We see it in schools. We see it in businesses because everybody has become woke and hateful. Hate just creates more hate. I, You know, I've talked about this so many times in my podcast. You guys are probably saying, gosh, damn, can't this guy... Oops, did I just say damn? I'm sorry. Well, not really. <laughs> Is he going to talk about something else besides this hate? And I'm sorry, but if we don't talk about it, and if we don't resolve this issue of hate, and we don't stop pointing fingers and fists at other people... Just because they don't believe or think the same way as you do, it's just going to continue on. And when we see political leaders, when we see political parties come out with hateful remarks, it drives the loony bins. Because I am a professional loony bin (laughs) when it comes to certain things. Especially when it comes to ice cream. You better stay out of my way if there's ice cream. That's just the way it is. Listen, today is... The second day of fall, it was 54 degrees, went up to 57, but it was 54 degrees here, and it feels great. When you go outside and you breathe that fresh air and it's nice and cold and it goes into your lungs, my gosh, it gives you, it, it, it gives you all this energy to get going. I love the fall. And as I'm sitting here looking at my window, I'm seeing the leaves beginning to fall. I know this, I'm going to have to get my rake a little bit later and rake up some of these leaves. I love the fall. Listen, if you want to have more access to me, go to my website. It's www.lodge-co.com. Again, that's www.lodge-co.com. You can book a 30-minute free consultation with me if you have an issue with business or if you have an issue with mediation or conflict or disputes. I'm there. Everybody go out and have a great Friday. Everybody have a great week, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Mike Lodge, the business advisor. (laughs) 